0: When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't say going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so oh, it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish.
1: Podcast that's excited to present. Oh God! A three-hour gayish podcast oh. holiday special, spectacular, featuring Dick Clark. No, the Rockets.
0: <laughs> that was, I
1: mean, and your name, unless. You... Oh, I'm Mike Johnson. And featuring Ben Delacreme, Jinx Monsoon, and Kyle Gets oh. as the guy who does perfectly, deals perfectly with mental health issues, and is a shining example of happiness. Whew.
0: And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. <laughs> and today, today, oh man, hey we're Kyle. doing
1: our holiday special. <laughs> we're not, we're not, <laughs> I mean, the ep, the title is holiday we're gonna specials. Ta- we're going to talk about holiday specials. Yeah. It would be really off brand if all of a sudden we did like a, a weird, like, yeah, like did choreographed dances. I would love it. Dancing is not a, podcasting is not a good venue for dances.
0: How about tap dancing? We can pretend we're tap dancing. Can we just play the
1: recording of uh, <laughs> Ben the Cram and Jinx Monsoon tap dancing? And just that uh, can the, be the us.
0: the recording of them recording somebody else tap dancing and pretending <laughs> yes, it's them. Dancing. Yes, layers
1: upon layers upon layers. But first. But first. Uh, the news.
0: The news, yeah. Great. Okay, so uh, this is news slash an update. That it's, was the theme song. The, the noise with, with your mouth. Okay, great. I love fart jokes.
1: I don't know. <laughs> it's our s- special. I'm not holding back anymore.
0: Great. Great. This is unbridled Kyle, everybody.
1: <laughs> Unkiled?
0: Uh, yeah. Unbridled Kyle? Sure. Great. Jingle, News. Jingle all the way.
1: Um, yeah, so last week we
0: were talking about the fact that there was a trans bathroom bill that was working its way up through the court system. Hmm. Uh, this week, the Supreme Court of the United States said nah. No. We don't care to hear that, letting the lower court's ruling stand, which means that, that, that that's good for us.
1: Okay, two things. <laughs> yes. One, it got serious very quickly. <laughs>
2: yes, <laughs> that is, <that's, laughs> Sorry.
1: No, 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 that, that's, this is what we do. Number two, didn't, that ar- didn't we already
0: know that? Did, did that already happen? No, we knew that it was being appealed. We knew that the Supreme Court was going to be potentially hearing, I think.
1: Oh, I heard that something verified the and didn't listen to the case yeah. last time. Was that the 7th District? That, that was the, in... the
0: Ninth District Court. The Ninth District Court had said that uh, the... The school's okay. Hold on, please. <gasps> Hold on, please. Hold on, please. Forget everything that I said. Did you repeat a news story? I didn't repeat a news story. Oh. Uh, but I did.
1: Okay. Tell yeah. me more about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I thought this was about the trans thing. Yeah. And um, then I I got the wrong article. Oh. So I don't know. I don't know if I invented an article, if I dreamed about an article, if this is a sugar plum and it's dancing in my head, or if this is, I don't know. I totally fucked it up.
1: Are you high
0: on the miracle of Christmas? I guess so. You're only getting two news stories today, kids, because Santa forgot.
1: Okay. (laughs) (laughs) you you've been nice all year so you only have to do two depressing things so okay the 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 trans bathroom bill thing was
0: going through the ninth circuit and then supreme court was supposed to maybe hear it and then there's this other thing that we also have been following on the show going through the seventh circuit i think it was the seventh circuit of uh, allowing lesbians to both appear on the birth certificates, mm, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court definitely didn't hear that bill, letting it stand, which is good for us. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it it, it says that Obergefell v. Hodges does indeed protect those lesbians, and that they should, ha- Indiana should be forced to have their names appear on the birth certificate of their kid.
1: Great, we do. <laughs> decree <laughs> we support those lesbians i don't know why i'm thinking a president should say those words um i don't know well, maybe or if am i conflating <laughs> conflating two news stories no that's me i, I you are I, you're I wrong <laughs> i'm right okay that's all i needed that's all i needed from you <laughs> uh, this
0: is a sign of how this but, is gonna go we are gonna need more elves
1: <laughs> but two good thing two good things whether we whether i remembered them or not two good things about the supreme court which is surprising given the current state of the U.S. Supreme Court.
0: Assuming I didn't dream one of them, yes. Great,
1: great, great, great Great. corrections coming next week.
0: Okay, well, moving on then, moving on then. Um, Comedian Eddie Izzard, do you know Eddie Izzard? Yeah. um, Has uh, uh, recently, officially on uh, the most recent episode, Sky Arts series Portrait Artist of the Year um says that she prefers she and her pronouns.
1: What is that thing you said?
0: I don't know. Okay, great. On um, something said that. Yeah, I mean I I think it's like a fancy British like more honoring artists hmm. kind of a show. Okay. Anyway, she says that she prefers she requested that she be referred to with she and her pronouns um which it's really interesting. She's 58 years old. She's referred to herself as trans since 2016 um saying at the time quote I've got boy genetics and girl genetics. Uh, we get obsessed by it in humanity. If you look at a tiger, you go, ooh, tiger. We don't go <laughs> girl tiger or boy tiger. <laughs> uh, we are obsessed by the genders because we grow up in one gender or another. No other animal is obsessed by our gender. They don't give a monkeys about our gender.
1: <laughs> they don't give a bonobo.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and and, and is our, uh, uh famously uh, has a, a appeared in femme clothing as part of her stand-up for decades now. And has always been uh, gender fluid, which apparently she doesn't identify as female. She isn't a trans woman. But she's gender fluid, preferring feminine pronouns. Got it. Um, but uh, it's it's really very interesting. Her life is fascinating, and and I I think that it's always been a part of her comedy, even well before we were having this conversation. <laughs> and um, it's 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 pretty cool to see. So,
1: congrats. She doesn't play in a rock band no okay
0: no but that does that does sound like just a rocker an aging rocker even
1: you know just checking because i definitely know who she is and (laughs) and and just wanted to make sure she wasn't like john travolta and had a secret rock career (gasps) yeah that's who i thought that was okay cool no no
0: no no. no. good
1: work yay for you eddie
0: um her her comedy is really interesting too because it's just this like rambling like Almost incoherent word salad that somehow still makes sense it's like it's like watching my mom do stand up
2: <laughs> shes
0: she's fantastic
1: I think that the news theme song the actual news theme song should be Mike explains to Kyle why why memes he saw on the internet yesterday were funny because oh, yeah. <laughs> now this this makes something make more sense Oh okay, great so you know
0: <laughs> uh, news the last great okay there's a seventy seven year old lesbian named Linda Warren. Who's giving holiday gifts to LGBT plus kids who have been rejected by their families, calling herself Queer Santa. Aww. Uh-huh. Um, she's handing out gifts for the 22nd year as part of her holiday celebration at the Center on Colfax, an LGBT youth center in Denver, Colorado.
1: Hey, I was born there. Really? Yeah.
0: More than 22 years ago, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, goodness. Um, She says that she started the tradition because of her own experience with being rejected by her family because of her sexuality. Um, Quote, back when I was coming up, you weren't accepted at all. She said, if anyone found out you were gay, you wouldn't have any friends. Hardly. My family did find out I was gay after I was grown and they disowned me. So it's very important to me to make sure that all children are taken care of and that we can do anything that we can. Uh, So, yeah, Queer said, uh, I think she's great. That's awesome. Um,
1: I th- did. Were all the news stories good?
0: It's Christmas, Kyle. Fuck!
1: It's holidays.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Don't start with that. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're gonna get hate mail about that one. What? I don't know. Christmas. You can't. You can't. Putting the Jesus Christ in Christmas is what we're gonna do this year. I think. Are we? <laughs> Jesus, you and I? Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh okay um that's the news oh well you know what is news what is news we have a new patreon member nice. <laughs> that i want to thank okay great thus continuing my seamless transition into mm-hmm. the patreon section mm-hmm. um so now that we have uh I've, I've caught up on patreon names we can just luxuriate in mm-hmm. the individuals that sign up now and really, really like just get into it yeah so i want to thank our new patreon member drew Mackey. drew Mackey. We know that bitch. Yeah, I assume so. I didn't look too hard into like, but it'd be coincidence if it was like that dude we just talked to on that episode (laughs) and then someone with his name was like, that's my name. I should give them money for maybe this is like the Drew Mackey Foundation that's supporting Drew Mackeys in all their... All
0: the Drew Mackies, the, the there could be a the Mike, myriad Drew Mackeys, <laughs> There could
1: be a Mike Johnson Foundation that supports all the Mike Johnsons to like elevate the name of Mike Johnson because you get in trouble for each other's shit.
0: That's true. Yeah. And there's enough Mike Johnsons to start a foundation of, like, just people at Salesforce. Like, oh, really? <laughs>
1: yeah. There's, like, ten of them. This those. is a great idea. If you want to support our new endeavor in creating the Mike Johnson Foundation, go to patreon.com slash podcast and give us money.
0: In fact, I bet we could do a podcast just talking to gay Mike Johnson.
1: <gasps> that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I I think that's actually a really good idea. Great. All right. Great. Do you want to talk... <laughs> About uh, holiday specials let's talk about holiday specials okay first
0: of all first of all worst holiday special ever what do you think go Kyle go I don't I, I really didn't okay stop talking the ra- the right answer <laughs> is the Star Wars holiday special oh god it's the worst thing that's ever happened in the history of television or sci-fi and to be the worst in multiple genres I think is impressive in and of itself
1: did Star Trek ever do Star it? Wars? No, no, no. I know. Oh, I did. I did know that. Did Did Star Trek did ever Star do Trek? have a holiday special? Great question. I
0: don't know. Dan Dan is going to find out. <laughs> at the ready. Don't give me that finger. It's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you give me the one minute finger, not
2: the. <laughs> I think. Yeah. All right.
1: Um. I didn't. The the only movie, like Chris, real Christmas movie I watched growing up is Christmas Vacation. I've watched that every year since I was five. So I've I've now watched that 20 years. Mm -hmm. They're more than that. It's more than that. Mm -hmm. I'm older than that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know. And then I've been like rewatching all the Christmas Bob's Burger specials. Oh. (laughs) Yes, Dan. Fucking Dan
3: uh star trek has never produced a full-blown christmas special but uh one article i looked at uh said that the trouble with tribbles was billed as a christmas special uh when it aired on the 29th of december in 1967 which would be weird because it would be after christmas so i think that's bullshit
1: maybe that's the trouble that's yeah maybe it's it's that's tribbling (laughs) Christmas tripled into <laughs> New Year's.
3: There, there are various episodes like uh, "Next Generation's Devils Do," which does kind of a Christmas Carol thing. Well, oh, more um,
1: fart jokes. Okay,
3: fart jokes.
1: Devils do, do. Devils do, do.
3: Oh, okay. All right.
0: <laughs> Bye, Dan. Bye, Dan. Um. Happy Hanukkah. <laughs> <laughs> so good uh, hanukkah's
1: over oh christmas hanukwanza <laughs> happy end of happy resolution to your hanukkah <laughs> happy <laughs> atoning for hanukkah i don't know what you do at hanukkah um finally ran out of oil okay. oh Go that's right that's right okay uh is is the trouble with Tribbles going to be the new is like die hard is a is a christmas movie oh. is the trouble with triples a like christmas special i don't let's know. start that debate okay
0: do you realize at the intersection that like there was an h john benjamin triple episode of new star trek he was on star trek yeah so like bob the voice of bob's burgers is now there's like the things that we've connected in the weirdest fucking way just happened
1: wow i care about something you're talking
0: about yeah i know yeah we can watch it it's a short so it's self-contained you don't have to like know anything about it you just watch it
1: oh nice yeah um Wait, can I tell you some data?
0: Of course, yes. Let's do it because we're running out of time. We're oh, gonna have sh- guests.
1: Yes, we're gonna have guests. We are gonna have uh, dra- uh,
0: drag royalty.
1: Dra- okay, yes, drag <laughs> the, the the queeniest of queens. Um, and so, what I wanted to look up, I thought it was very fitting to. Oh, oh, I just thought we're having drag queens on. What is the thinking about stereotypes? What is the perception that the LGBT community has about? drag queens
0: i think we should be more worried about the perception that our lgbt listeners have about us for not watching drag because yes i'm i'm terrified by what? the by the the faggots that'll be so upset at the oh, questions we didn't ask yeah sorry we're not
1: gonna get into who smited who or i don't know whatever if yeah. if someone's impersonation of jenny mccarthy was great
0: yeah are you gonna maybe? do a death drop <laughs> that makes for good
1: audio <laughs> i did it ha cha I did it. (laughs) My bad. Um, Okay. So I found this article about perceptions of drag queens. And then I realized it was about uh, drag queens in consumer advertising. And then I was like, oh, fuck. This is annoying. It's a paper about the... Like, is it good or bad to put drag queens in your images? Does it help or hurt the brand? Mm -hmm. And I, like, got really angry. I, I, like... (sighs) actually looked up the people that did the report cuz like they're writing things like um well some may view this as exciting putting drag queens in in um, uh, in advertising others may feel concerned concerned about facing resistance within the mainstream media and broader consumer segments like it, uh, talking about it in such a clinical oh yeah like is it good for your brand or not to do this? And that's like, I was like, oh, God, really? This is what we're doing? Like, how does your brand react to the double-edged sword of inclusive advertising has acted as a barrier to many, like, marketers? And it's like, yeah, let's think about all the reasons we shouldn't do this because, like, bigots, you know?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. And risk aversion has to be part of it at some business level, but also, like, fucking stop it and but just... it feels shitty to read <laughs> yeah it yeah. feels <laughs> shitty to read
1: so this is a uh, article called something seems fishy mainstream consumer response to drag queen imagery by sarah Frankel and si Jin ha of the university of tennessee uh this it was in 2020 yeah. in the fashion and textiles journal
0: That's interesting because they would have to have drag queens that weren't too fishy right
1: <laughs> right oh wait i'm being serious oh wait you, what does that what do you mean isn't fishy like like uh like
0: biofem or something like uh, like oh. it's a drag queen term for like how how genuinely feminine you look compared to drag-ish. Oh. is it really
1: yeah let's come back to that okay great i actually am i making that up dan
2: i'm good okay it's great it's true <laughs> okay oh
1: okay let's come back to that cuz actually i do <laughs> yes let's come back to that that's okay. actually really interesting okay great Clearly you guys need
3: to do a second episode about drag. Yeah, and if, a third. If you didn't know that fishy was a term.
1: <laughs> I know it's a wor- a word. <laughs> I've heard of the word. Okay. Then oh, so I was reading this, I was actually clicking on their profiles. I was re- like I was getting really I was like, "Oh, this is a like PhD candidate. This is someone who's doing this research. I could like Find this person and reach out and email them like i've I've never felt this like hmm. this is a person doing research that has an influence on our market, and i like I could send send them a message mm-hmm. and ask them about it and talk about it. I was like i'm getting angry at our like research study. The more I read it the what I realized was happening is this is, was actually an academic smackdown oh, so
0: in this corner. <laughs> doctorate of fishy
1: (laughs) yes doctor of (laughs) fishes Rhode Island school um what they're what they actually found in this is that uh if you are explicit versus implicit in your advertising about Mm -hmm. this is a drag queen Mm -hmm. here we have a drag queen it's a drag queen and maybe her name is this thing or like very out there about drag queen or just like casually implicit you know what these you know what these two words mean sure Um, so they mean that um other two other people had written studies that said don't be explicit about it being implicit is the best way to do it because you may risk uh alienating customers okay so okay angelini and bradley 2010 brangelina brangelina (laughs) are Brangelina out into new (laughs) territory. And Oom in 2016 both did studies that said it is better to uh, be implicit, not explicit in your advertising with drag queens because bigots will dislike it and may not buy your brand. And so what this article actually proved is they are wrong and you can be explicit about it. The people who uh, don't like your brand it doesn't matter if it's implicit or explicit. They don't care. Like their reaction is the same. Not that it's good or bad to your ad. It's just that doesn't change anything. So they're actually saying you can be explicit in your representation with drag queens. So it was actually a really good article that uses data... In the in the business from the business, it's like fighting f- with them in their own terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. is a, This is the business argument for being explicit with your LGBT. Let's disagree with these two other articles are, that are out there yeah. that may make you cover up your your representation.
0: And I wonder if you did the math. If like the people that you alienated and pissed off, like the Million Moth March, um, <laughs> if. If the attention that they bring actually is a net positive for the brand, because they're talking about it and angry and forwarding all of these memes. And meanwhile, people are like, oh, I should buy some of that because it's pissing off the right people.
1: You know, as they stayed in research studies, there's lots more you could research like exactly what you just said. They didn't have enough people to evaluate non-binary people. And they Mm. at first I was like, oh, of course you didn't. But then they like they announced that and said that needs to be further research. Like I just Mm -hmm. it wasn't perfect, but it did move a step forward and recognize where, what else they, what other data they need. Yeah. So cool. this was a GATA smackdown. This yeah. was a GATA gauntlet in the most like academic way possible. And I yeah. loved it.
0: Yeah. I hope your cheeks are rosy because they just got slapped.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. So that comes back to the name. Something seems fishy. Yeah. What I think they're talking about is these other people's data is fishy. Yeah. Here's the truth. So the fact that they then did something that that also means drag queen, like that's a really smart title. It's
0: an intentional double entendre and I'm here for it. I know. I
1: I like want to talk to them and be like, did you like do this? This is an intentional smackdown that you were hoping just, I want to ask you about your headline. Are you smart? Are you you smart or accident accidentally (laughs) prone? You know, like did you, (laughs) <laughs> did you know what you were doing yeah i think they did i think they do that's that's how it comes across which yeah. is why i want it I, like i just want them to like verify yeah we were like really politely thrown down
0: yeah 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 so before you said the headline i was thinking in my head i wonder if the guidance would be to have extra fishy drag queens if you're going to put them into media hoping that bigots won't notice that they're mm. drag queens
1: so people outside the community could look at them and just be like, that's a woman to yeah. do to do this yeah. woman here. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is that a drag queen or just a girl from Wisconsin? I'm yeah. not sure. Or did she do, like, like accidentally do a little bit too much makeup? And yeah. that's just like how she looks <laughs> yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Grandma puts us on too make too much makeup. Sometimes it's fine. One of the real housewives. Yeah. <laughs> Start to
2: tell
1: I think it's also
3: worth mentioning that fishy has come under some scrutiny for being a potentially problematic term. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it it may refer uh, to the like the smell of fish, and you you're so you look so much like a woman you smell fishy. Yeah. Like,
0: <sighs> yep.
1: So it has yeah. a negative. I yeah. mean, if you call another drag queen fishy, that's a negative it's, thing. It, no, no,
3: no, <laughs> I'm saying the word is problematic, not that the term is the term is not is not an insult.
1: Got it. But you could use it in a way that was very well and and transphobic
0: t- or, to, to back what dan to back up what dan is saying I, I i think that i always understood that term like the etymology of that term to be about vaginas the, mm, the mm. vaginas are smelly and you look like you have one because you're authentically female that's not my belief i'm just saying that that's what yeah, the yeah. joke is yeah and um
1: so does it fit in the category with a lot of the words we use like you're a pussy vagina weak like does it fit in that kind of yes ballpark of got it
0: yeah huh but then there's like it also represents like how good you are at at being feminine. Like, is
1: is this why? Remember when um uh glitter like we stopped using certain glitter because the fish ate it. Yeah, it transed the fish. And it trans yeah, didn't it trans the fish? Yeah. Is this are we is that in this ballpark I, I, too? Is that the same thing? It is now. The <laughs> fish are coming up. I'm just saying, there's something with the, you know how people think they're lizard people. Yeah, I think they're fish people. They probably are at the highest levels of our government. Absolutely. I don't want to name names. Joe Biden.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh,
1: okay, well, okay. Cool.
0: <laughs> uh now the the moment you've all been waiting for, uh yeah. when we come back from the break, we will be speaking with people we don't deserve to talk to. We're not worthy. <laughs> um Ben Delacroix and Jinx Monsoon. Yeah, will uh, be joining us.
1: Yeah, uh they created a holiday special on Hulu that we both watched and are um, excited to talk to them about and excited to talk to them about drag shit.
0: Yeah, drag queens on Hulu.
1: Drag queens on Hulu. What next? A a woman vice president? (laughs) (laughs) Great. Should we take a break? (laughs) Let's take a break. Let's take a break. (laughs) break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. Well,
0: okay, great. So are we back?
1: Yeah, we just did a... We're back. We just did a practice run. We'll do it again. Hi. We're here with uh, Ben De La Creme and Jinx Monsoon, uh, and we are here to talk about holiday specials.
0: Yeah, welcome to the show.
4: Thank, Thank you. you. for having us. We're very <laughs> glad to be here. Uh, uh,
1: this time for real. Yeah, this time for real. This is the first time we're doing this, just if anyone's listening. Um, oh, fuck. Okay, so maybe this is a good note to start off on that we are we're not going to be your typical
0: we we have we have a confession yes and the the confession is that neither kyle nor i really follow drag that closely oh thank god (laughs) (laughs) so like in in the nicest way possible for our, our listeners who are also gays that don't follow drag like uh Like like, who are you and why should we care? Is kind of like what I want to ask, but like whatever the nice, uh, like diplomatic way to. You guys answer that
1: that first. Um. (laughs) Oh, don't you don't you can just skip us. You don't have to care about us whatsoever. So that one's pretty easy.
4: (laughs) Um, Well, I will say there's two types of um, queer people who don't care about drag or don't know about drag. Um, There's the ones who say it like you kind of apologetically, like, oh, I'm really sorry. I don't really follow drag. And then there's the ones that use it as some kind of uh, queer elitist like stamp of I'm too good for drag and I'm glad you're I'm glad you're not the latter because I am um, <laughs> I don't really understand the people who are like I'm an artist I don't care about drag or you know whatever their <laughs> reasons for not wanting to give a shit about drag it's like actually we're a cultural phenomenon for a reason <laughs> and you would do yourself well to at least have an a, a approximate knowledge of the um the race of uh, people who are are taking over the world are drag queens a race or are we Apparently a species? No. yeah <laughs> there's something in their own <laughs> genome that's a <laughs> thing, but to right? actually answer your
5: question
1: <laughs> <laughs> no you're literally uh, like we literally like yes and then 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 i want to come back to that because i want to talk about those those queers that yeah
5: Oh yeah! The bad Watch queers. out, because you'll you won't get another question, and if you get us started on that one, but <laughs> uh, I'm Benedict Kram, and uh, Jinx, and I. Uh, some people might know both Jinx and I from the reality TV show RuPaul's Drag Race. Jinx won season five. I was amazing on season six and All Stars three, um, but. Uh, But uh, we also both have had drag careers since long before uh, our drag race careers, both of us. I think, you know, Jinx and I have been working together for 10 years, and I think part of our bond as artists is that we both care deeply about this art form um, and have been really inspired by drag for many, many years. But we've both... um, Written many solo shows, uh, I direct and produce a lot of theater. Uh, we both sort of get to to travel the world with with our with our art form. We both performed internationally and uh, done solo work off Broadway, and we just came out with our new film, uh, the Jinx and De La Holiday Special, which uh, is our first uh, film co-writing credit my first direction and production credit and it was just uh, picked up by hulu which is very exciting
1: yeah mike and i yeah. both watched it on hulu and so like that is i mean you're on hulu t- twice now right like you're on the yeah, other
4: the other it's been a good year for queer christmas <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs>
0: Uh, and you're both uh, Seattle queens, right? Is, that, is Am I making yeah. that up? Um. Yeah.
4: Um, Dale and I met in Seattle. We both started drag elsewhere, um, but we both have talked about how Seattle is where we really locked into the type of drag performers um, we we want and choose to be, you know, because we're both um, drag performers. Um, in addition to being, um, writers, I have a career in musical theater and, um, straight theater is what it's called when it's not musical. (laughs) Go figure. (laughs) Um, Even when she's um, in it. (laughs) We're both, uh, recording artists at this point. We both have, um, music out there, um, so we we have a multitude of artistic talents and we choose to um we choose to explore them as drag queens yeah. so it's like we're writers we're performers, we're entertainers, comedians, musicians, um, and we filter it all through our drag personas, which we created. <laughs> yeah. So for the un-
0: uninitiated, uh, un- uninitiated—that's a hard word. For the uninitiated, <laughs> good for uh, you, the smartest
1: what, word all episode.
0: Thank you. Uh, what what is what is different or unique about Seattle drag compared to elsewhere? Because for me, on the outside looking in, it might be like it's all just drag; it's just one big thing. But that's that's not. True. So what is it about Seattle that's unique or different to you?
4: Well, drag is very regional, like like any art form, and it can be affected greatly by the region it's in. So um, when you go to different parts of the country and different parts of the world, you'll notice n- nuances and differences between the drag you see there versus the drag you see in Seattle. And I think Seattle is very character and um, performance Driven drag, where um, the character and the persona and the script and the the aesthetic of the show that you're seeing kind of takes precedence over the hair, the makeup, and the jewelry. If that makes sense, <laughs> mm-hmm. sure, yeah okay
5: sorry i was like so distracted during your answer because i was trying to develop a uh, it's only drag if it's from blah otherwise it's sparkling <laughs> <or something>
1: other <laughs> other. Uh, yeah.
5: i get sorry, you. the region thing really led me down a path in my mind but it led to nothing um but
2: yeah no, <laughs> I, I see mean,
5: where I you're
1: going that, i like it
5: <laughs> i mean i think it's yeah i mean drag is definitely super regional uh less so now because of how uh sort of widespread it is and how yeah. much access people have to it but I think you know one thing is that Jinx and I I think both are very attached to that I won't keep speaking for Jinx I am very attached to like <laughs> um to a lot of the drag that has really existed over many decades and centuries really I mean yeah. it's a it's a it's an art form that has been in the world for a very long time uh, and had you know Uh, big resurgences into the public eye and then it sort of goes back to an underground thing and it sort of happens in waves Um, I think some of the coolest drag PS happens while it's underground but um, the sorry the drag
1: PS Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) what's that
5: Um, postscript: uh, A lot of the best drag, <laughs> drag happens while it's underground.
1: Yeah. P- oh. P.S. I thought like yeah. drag P.S. was a thing I didn't know about. We, 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 you know we,
5: how we, all of us send letters in the mail and we put postscripts <laughs> on
1: them. In the,
0: in the in the intro, we had to we had to talk about that that fishy is a term that's a drag term also. So like we're at like basic vocab I was levels. Like, or
1: power is show. Like is that the mm-hmm. drag version oh, wait, of a power get bottom? Let's
5: not the fishy yet because it's deeply misogynistic mm-hmm. and Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, oh
1: no that's that's it, actually helpful because we, ta- we we
0: there's a there's an article that kyle found where it was in the headline it was about uh drag representation in um, mass media advertising and mm. and and they said there's something fishy about your data or i, yeah. I forget what the what the headline
5: was exactly but yeah. like they just like threw that word out there and yeah um had to well it's been in dots. casual drag parlance for a very long time but there's been a lot of much better conversations about it in recent years um
2: mm-hmm.
5: That's one of the nice things about, uh, you know, the main the mainstreaming of drag is that those conversations that are were maybe on the sidelines get out there way more um but yeah. but but real quick as far as genre <laughs> I just you know like we do lose the regional aspect a little bit as drag becomes um you know more popular and people kind of learn about each other's styles through the internet and through television and everything else and and there tends to be a little bit more of an evening out in that way but I also think it's important to kind of note that drag history regardless of region has so many different elements like I really like to Mm. describe it as drag is like visual art there's painting there's sculpture within painting there's expressionism there's realism there's abstract you know so there's so i drag has so many forms it's really like a pretty broad blanket term
4: yeah because it's an art form and every art form um has room for lots of diversity lots of nuance you know and i think that's the thing that people on the outside looking in um assume that all drag is the same and now i've been quoted saying you know like you've seen one drag show you've seen them all i'm allowed to say that as (laughs) as an insider but until you really go out there and taste all the different flavors of drag you, you um you'll you look foolish to generalize it because when you become a, a a fan of drag or an expert of drag or a professor of drag um <laughs> what have you you'll notice that there's there's just so much nuance and there's so much diversity in the way that drag is done presented and performed and 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 what drag means to individual artists there are a lot of people where drag is an extension of their their gender identity and then there are a lot of people who um decidedly are are men portraying um femininity in performance you know like we all define it for ourselves differently and and that that melange of different ways of doing drag is what makes drag um I think so impactful is there's something for everyone and there's room for everyone in the drag community. So, bottom line
5: is do as Jinx says, not as she says. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Well,
1: Jinx just beat you out for uh, biggest. Most intelligent word. Well, so, melange is a word.
0: It's a French word, Kyle. It means. I don't need to know the definition. I just knew it was. I didn't
1: know the definition, and I kind of knew the definition of the word you said.
5: Great. So, we're gonna keep upping the dollar amount on these words yeah. as we go through. The-
1: <laughs> I'm gonna pretend like I know them from here on out. Um, okay. I I honestly think I think that feeds well into going back into what you're talking about of the two types of people, uh, because we we talk about these things a lot like just because you don't like a certain thing in gay or queer culture is okay. Like it is okay to not be into a certain thing and that doesn't make you a bad gay or a bad queer. But what makes Mm -hmm. you a bad gay or a bad queer is if like you're saying, there's a category of people that look down on drag or think they're better than it or think it's too femme or like whatever thing they think it's too much of or, or what have you. So I'm curious to know how often do you get those two categories of people meaning does everyone already know who you are in the queer world or are there still people you encounter that don't and when you don't when they don't know you are people shitty to you
4: i i've experienced a lot of different moments um, what i what i'll say about it is uh, you you said it really well it's like well, you thanks. know the queer community the lgbtq+ community um, has this tendency sometimes to um say it's a community that embraces all of its members and then also like cast a lot of judgment on certain members of the community and I think we see it most in like kink shaming um we see it uh we see it when inclusion for um differently abled people isn't considered you know. I I see so many pockets of the gay community that are like um, really forward thinking and, uh, and make sure that everyone is invited and everyone is represented. I also grew up in Portland, Oregon, you know, like, so I had a very, I had a very blessed experience in the queer community. Like, coming out at age 13 or 14, um, when I started going to drag shows, there was almost always uh, an ASL interpreter there, Mm -hmm. you know, there was uh, um, um, accessibility for differently abled people was always, you know, thought about. And then, and then you travel around the world and you notice that, like, that's not necessarily, across the board for queer communities everywhere mm. so it's kind of um frustrating to be a community that says like you know give us your poor you're tired your 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 huddled masses and then kind of forgets how to do that yeah. <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense
5: yeah <laughs> i think in terms of like my experience with people who sort of like know us or don't know us is um I, I, like depending on the situation I oftentimes prefer people who come in with no preconceived notions. You know what I mean? Like, it's like audience oh, members. Hi. Some of my favorite audience <laughs> members are the audience members who get dragged in by their friends, mm-hmm. because especially the people who know us from drag race have this, like, they're like, they, a lot of drag race fans are wonderful, wonderful fans. And then there are fans that are fans of the show more than they're fans of the people. And they mm-hmm. want to like come to your show and like yell out Rue's catchphrases or whatever. <laughs> and but they will inevitably drag somebody there who's like, oh, I hate drag, I hate drag. And then they see what we do and they're like, oh, this is theater, this is art. And they wind up being some of our best audience members. And I actually yeah. love that. And in terms of people being mean, actually the only people who are mean are the people who want to pretend they don't know. There's so many bitchy queens who come up and they're like, they're like, Oh, hi, I know you, but I don't watch drag race. And it's like <laughs> what?
2: They-
4: what Yeah. And then I would say that, you know, like, um then there's you you'll experience this in almost any art form, any any realm of art, but there are people who act elitist, you know, and i i've I've encountered some queer performance artists, um queer comedians and queer actors, you know, who kind of just disregard and ignore drag queens outright you know <laughs> like um some some of it is just me being petty but you know like i'll i'll be like really into a, a queer comedian who's on the rise and i follow them on instagram and then i notice that they like don't follow a single drag queen and like when people ask them what they think about drag they go oh it's just um you know it's not really for me, what I do is real comedy, or what I do is real mm. art. And there's been this like throughout my life, I've just noticed, and I can't pinpoint all the places I've seen it, but there's like, there's just this um, assumption that drag is somehow less of an art form than other art forms because of the campy, over the top nature of drag, or, you know, the, I mean, there are drag queens out there who are doing fart jokes and dick jokes and stuff without any like real artistic intent behind it but you can say the same thing about comedians. You can say the same thing about anything. You know, you can't judge an entire community by its, like, um, lowest common denominator. Yeah, because
5: we do so- fart do- jokes and dick jokes with with commentary and meaning behind them. With,
4: yeah, with, <laughs> with almost too much commentary and meaning behind them. That is that
1: is honestly something I've struggled with on the show of... Uh, my dad has started to listen to this. It was just horrifying. Wow. But, like... It, it, you know he'll be like oh sometimes you like make a joke and that i think that's just cheap and takes away from like i think there are people out there that would dismiss something Suck a dick dad <laughs> i love you dad if you're listening to this one merry christmas merry christmas <laughs> from across the united states okay um Something that I'm curious about, uh, Jinx specifically, looking at your Wikipedia, I don't know how much this is you or just being there, it does not list you as a drag Mm. queen, it lists you as a drag performer. And I know I saw Mm. um, uh, your non-binary, so I was curious if that was intentional or if that's just coincidence, like how you feel about the term drag queen.
4: I am... I ooh, I I have no idea why my Wikipedia is like this. Okay, okay. I make a point not to um, not to peep my own Wikipedia too often, but um, I I don't know if that was changed at some point after coming out as non-binary. But I um I don't think queen at this point is necessarily a gendered term. I think it's more of a title. You know, like I I, I think of drag queen as a title because you are making the conscious choice to be a drag performer and take on what it is to be a drag performer. What I would say is like, um, you know, I see a lot of uh, male comedians who do drag characters um, and for all intents and purposes, they're in drag, but they're not really worried about being a drag queen. They're just playing a female character. You know, they're kind of just putting on a wig and putting on some makeup and it an, I I think when you live your life as a drag performer, that's when you're a queen. And when you're someone who uses drag in your work, you're more of just a drag performer. Drag queen implies a lifestyle and a, a commitment and a and a sacrifice that I don't think anyone mm-hmm. and just everyone <laughs> deserves. is making a free face. associating. I think. Listen, that's. I, that I actually just... <laughs> no. Honestly, I actually just had this conversation with someone the other day because we were talking about male performers who use drag in their work but don't live their lives as drag queens um, I I wouldn't want to give them the title queen because queen implies that you've like worked for something to be there you know I
5: actually feel like I love the term drag queen because I love the art of drag and I like honor that tradition and all those other things and I definitely consider myself a drag queen but I use drag performer a lot and I use it because I think people take it more seriously Hmm. a lot of people are more dismissive of the term drag queen and they're like like, oh, okay, you're, like, bucking and twirling and, like, lip-syncing to whatever. And when you say drag performer, people are more likely to, like, understand that you are, like, a, like work in theater, essentially, you know? So that's always been my huh. association.
4: That makes sense. Yeah, I... I think, you know, like Dale and I are just kind of circling around the same drain, but I do. I,
1: <laughs> Was that related to I our do, discussion? Or are you just talking about your current <laughs> status or how you're feeling right now?
4: No, I, I mean, I think that's just a great example of like, you know, there's so much nuance and, and there's also we assign so much importance to drag performer versus drag queen versus female illusionist versus I- impersonator, you know, there. I think at the end of the day, the important word is drag, and not the word that comes after it. <laughs> that makes
1: sense. Oh, can I keep on yeah, my roll, Mike? Sure. Okay, yeah. great. I,
4: <laughs> okay,
1: I'm just, I just, I just
2: set
0: up the mics and turn them on. It's all you, yeah, baby. Go for I, it. I've kind of forgotten you're here for a second, but that's fine. Um.
1: <laughs> um then for you i you i read again I'm like okay i'm not sure like in your wikipedia article like i read that you've talked about dealing with depression so is that something yeah. i can ask about
5: yeah please go for it let's okay. get sad
2: yeah that's Trigger what, her, Trigger her.
5: <laughs> that's when I what, what that <laughs> wine i want to start weeping
1: yeah oh my god well well Good. we kind of always well i don't know yeah we're drinking it's fine you're I'm it's, jealous <laughs> um I'm
5: je- i still have uh, whatever yeah i'm jealous okay yeah <laughs> depression
1: yeah depression okay so i mean like uh, we just had our last episode we talked about how difficult it is right now pandemic blah blah blah. you know the drill being alone with like being isolated and everything and you you know if we if we look at you as people as human beings that created a thing in the middle of A pandemic where like I'm struggling to like stay alive and be a person and manage with my depression. So like, how do you make a thing in the middle of this? How do you keep doing new? You could just hang out and be like, I'm that bitch from RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm cool. (laughs) Like, but you did new. You're doing new things, and I, I just I never know how to keep going. And i just wanted your advice on that yeah man
5: i mean <laughs> d- depression is an ongoing thing and i've been very very public in talking about it because i think it's it's a very it's a thing many many more people experience than talk about it and fortunately there's a lot more conversation now but especially in the queer community and so i feel like the destigmatization of talking about it is super important and which is why I like to bring it up so much. Um, and I also think it's really important to see people like succeeding within depression because a lot of times people are like, um, how Like, how did you beat your depression? I'm like, you don't beat depression. Mm-hmm. You like learn to navigate it. And mm-hmm. a huge part of that uh, for me has been um, performing, creating art. I mean, like, you know, I, I actually also think it's sort of funny. I think like people who, have struggled with mental health stuff are uniquely equipped to deal with a pandemic. Cause I know so many people have like never been affected by that. And they're like, Oh my God, what do I do? I'm so depressed. I've never been depressed before. And I'm like, sister, you need practice going into this, you know, but, um, but I do think that overall, um, You know, I mean, art making has always been a tool for me to pull myself out of those moments. And the creation of Dayla, who is my drag character, who is super upbeat and joyous and full of energy. I mean, for me, that is in many ways a tool where no matter how I'm feeling in my life or in a moment, if I put on that makeup and it's time to do my job, then it's a... I am, I am in that mindset for that period of time. If I have a responsibility to an audience to bring that energy and that joyousness and, um, and so this film, I think, I mean, it would have been easy to just, you know, get sucked into my bed sheets over the course of the next like previous nine months. But um Hi. but this <laughs> film was, you know, and like no shame in that, honestly, like one of the things I've also been dealing with is like basically since we finished post-production, there's like this added thing of, you know, for art makers, I think of postpartum depression, like you yeah. birth this mm-hmm. baby and then it's like, yeah. what is my life now? And that on top of COVID has been really intense but um again it's like i just feel like you know what it's fine like experience depression let yourself move through it if you struggle against it it's so much worse It's like quicksand but um but i do feel like this film really gave me and a lot of people something to be joyous about and so i'm so grateful for the project if anything to me it's less about how did we do it and it's more like how would we have survived without it
4: yeah I agree. DeLa and I both, it's really funny because um, I think we both created drag characters that helped us um in terms of our own mental health mental illness and depression you know dela created a character that's um terminally delightful and mm-hmm. is like unyieldingly optimistic and and cheerful and bright and positive i created a drag character that's a bitter jaded um boozy self-indulgent selfish bitch created a, character, <laughs> created a
5: character is in deep quotes
4: <laughs> um but what i have found throughout like the more and more i work with jinx the more and more i feel like everything that weighs me down like my own pessimism my own nihilism my own negative thoughts i give them to jinx Jinx performs them on stage and then I don't carry them with me in my life. You know, if I have a lot to say on a subject and it makes me angry, I can filter it through Jinx, turn it into something funny and something enjoyable to watch fingers crossed. And Mm. then I don't carry it around with me every day. You know, I'm able to get all my demons out through Jinx so that they don't plague me in my day-to-day life. Mm. And, and in that way, jinx helps me with um my own depression and anxiety and um things that i deal with daily (laughs) that's beautiful
5: there's also i think the like service to others element right it's Mm -hmm. like when you do something to uplift other people it actually it's like impossible to focus on like wherever you're at yourself if it's negative I think it's, the only s- i really
1: service to others right now we can do is glory holes i think that's the only safe yeah. thing we can do right now right, <laughs> that, right. The, exactly. and
4: the government I mean... told us to right didn't <laughs> the cdc say that
5: yeah they know they actually did and if you're like you know if you're if if you're engaged in that kind of service, like what kind of time do you have to be depressed? It's like, you gotta, you gotta really focus on the task. You Gotta, get, can, you right? gotta buy wipes.
2: <laughs> <Right>. um, um, <laughs> so,
5: so, so, so speak, speaking of the, the film, yeah. uh, you,
0: we will talk about yeah. that as a sort of um, a, a escape from depression or, or, or something that, that help you survive um why a holiday special and i'm i'm also interested in like what your inspirations were because there's a lot about the film that that felt familiar because you're you're drawing from a lot of past tropes of what holiday specials are so um let's start with the, the easy part though of why a holiday special
4: Um, When Dayla and I very first started working together like 10 years ago, it was on a holiday show that Dayla was producing. And I just wanted my next step forward in Seattle drag. You know, like I I didn't know going into it, it was going to profoundly change the way I look at holidays and the way I look at Mm -hmm. art making. But Dayla's mission statement all the way back then was to create an environment where queer people feel like they're going home for the holidays if they don't necessarily do that, you know, in their, in in their, in their ordinary lives. Um, You know, a lot of queer people are um, estranged from their blood families. A lot of queer people feel excluded at this time of year because of, a myriad of reasons and by creating a holiday show that was by and for queer people, you were giving the LGBTQ plus community something to do that, um, like can take the place of going home for the holidays, if that's not an option for you. And the more and more we like work together on holiday stuff, the more and more convicted I became of like, oh, like we might be taking the piss out of the holidays, but what we're also doing is um, giving, giving a sense of community back to our, to our own community at a time of year where we oftentimes get overlooked or excluded. Mm
5: -hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, the film is so much about creating your own traditions, and that's kind of always been what these shows are about. I mean, I've per- I've been performing on Christmas Eve for the last 14 years. Actually, this is going to be the first Christmas Eve I'm not spending on stage, which is like, I'm like, what is this, you know, because... Because I I am fortunate in that I had, like, a relatively neutral family experience to my coming out, but it was still a thing where I've never felt super at home, and the holidays always sucked. It was always, like, I did grow up in this kind of picturesque New England, like, snowy white hills and singing carols around the tree kind of upbringing, Whole extended family gets together, eats a lot, gives too many presents, but it's, like, so empty. Nobody really Mm -hmm. likes each other that much, and I just (laughs) really hated it. Like, I hated going home for Christmas, and I dreaded it every year. And so creating this, you know, holiday shows on Christmas Eve, it was, like, I saw... I got to see how many queer people in Seattle at the time were like, we don't have a thing we do on Christmas Eve. We don't have a place that we spent, you know, we're so inundated with this imagery of homecoming and family. And so, um, and it just became very clear very early that it was super important to a lot of people. And it became my tradition and it became what saved Christmas for me. And now I love it. And also Christmas is campy as hell, right? It's like, <laughs> it's so sparkly and everything's lighting up and we put our trees in drag and it's like, you know, everybody's like wearing sequin sweaters and singing.
1: Like, and tra- <laughs> the whole
5: world turns gay at
1: Christmas I've like... <laughs> never thought about that But I love that
4: <laughs> It's this amazing duality Of like uh, uh, The queerness that is inherent In Christmas you know like the drag Elements in Christmas that um That the the, the Straight community participate In and never even give a thought to um, Versus The like <laughs> the kind of 1950s um, return to normalcy narrative that is pushed on us at Christmas time. You know, like Christmas time is a time for big, happy, straight white families to get together and sing Bing Crosby songs, and <laughs> and no one, no one has any flaws or ills at this time of year because it's Christmas time and we all live in the 1950s again. You know. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I was I I will say I this sounds like I'm blowing smoke up your dick wait No, I, um, I was, I was. Is that CDC approved? (laughs) We'll check the books, Dan, Dan, check the, check the CDC guidelines for me. Um, I I was not expecting. So I was like watching this last night. Also, I was very high. I don't know if that played into it or not. And I was worried, like, am I supposed to be high watching this? But then I watched it and I was like, yes, I think that's acceptable given the contents of it. But like, (laughs) I was not expecting. I really enjoyed it. And it was Like you're talking about, like, there are jokes about what you'd expect, balls and dicks and hooking up and stuff. And also, like, making a statement about what Christmas is, what the holidays are, how we celebrate, how people have weaponized Christmas, like you're talking about. Like, I I did not expect it to be so, like deep Di- deep direct <laughs> but like but deep in a way that was like you knew what you were doing you knew exactly what you were saying when you were putting it out there and it's kind of the it's kind of the christmas special i needed right now to like to be like i know what's going on but i also don't want to sit here and talk to you about in these difficult times we were yeah. you know i don't know it like i'm curious how you just balanced like f- farts pandemic <laughs> deep discussions about religion and christianity like
4: I don't know. How did you manage all that? I think, I think something that was important for both of us, and Dela talked about it a bit earlier. But we are both heavily inspired by the drag that came before us. You know, um, we both are really passionate about paying homage to um, the queens who laid down the brickwork for us to be able to do this as our careers before there was a TV show dedicated to drag, you know? And um, my friend Peaches Christ often refers to these queens from before Drag Race as the old guard of drag, mm-hmm. you know, like the the elders, the sages of drag. <laughs> I like thinking of it as a Dungeons and Dragons kind of thing, but yes.
1: um, <laughs> Mike's um, our DM uh, in my, in my <laughs> D&D group, so...
2: In your D&D um, I'm the group D and group, as well as my, your uh, your other you, you social know. group. <laughs>
4: <laughs> if if you see the work of drag queens that come before, there's a lot of dick jokes and stuff, but that's not always shallow. You know, like you yeah. can. I I think it was important to show that we can make dick jokes and fart jokes and make really deep jokes and and biting commentary and and really smart satire, because the two things are not mutually exclusive, you know? And then we're also tipping our hat to the drag that came before us, you know, like with full frontal male nudity. It's like, here's (laughs) what you expect from a drag show. Here's what you might have come here for. But now that we've got your attention, we're also going to slap you (laughs) across the face with some, you know, pretty pretty, uh, sound rhetoric.
5: I think... You know, I mean, our film is so it's obviously you know it's influenced by Judy Garland Christmas special. It's influenced by Pee Wee's Playhouse. It's influenced by Warner Brothers cartoons. It's you know it's just kind of this melange of 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 things, and and we know oh right melange there it is. <laughs> um, but we it's this it's this uh, it's this fruit salad of things and. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know and i don't know i i love camp because i do feel the, yeah like those dick jokes are the little breadcrumbs that you lead people down the path and then you can bring them places that they don't expect and yeah. i think that kind of one two punch blind side is one of my favorite things about making this kind of work
2: yeah.
5: um i mean all of all of the shows i've done you know they come out of like what having something to say and then you kind of like candy coat it and all this other stuff and yeah. that's what gets people to to watch and engage who wouldn't and the idea that sort of drag and cabaret are like lowbrow humor like i i actually love that because it's accessible and people who don't maybe wouldn't maybe come into something willing to watch it if you just were like it's about these deeper things mm-hmm. um it feels like everyone has access to it and and, and yeah and that feels important to me
2: Yeah,
0: feels Shakespearean in a way. Like, thank you. It really does. It really does.
1: Yeah. No no one's gonna like. Hey, we made an entire story about the the politicalization, politicization. Melange is that the word you're looking for? The (laughs) melange of Christmas. (laughs) Um, Yeah, the politicization. Nope. So we have to take a
0: break here pretty soon, but before <laughs> we do, uh, I, 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 I do want to do want to do want to ask you just uh, cold off the cuff or whatever favorite holiday special as a kid. Did you have one, and what was it?
4: A Muppet Christmas Carol and I think it remains my favorite holiday special.
2: <laughs> yeah. um, I just really
4: I... like Muppets tackling the classics. It really puts a lot of a lot of smile on my face. And this piggy is a drag
5: icon, of course, as well. <laughs> yeah. But I um the yeah, I, I grew up loving Mickey's Christmas Carol. But that aside, it was like the moment that I discovered the Pee-wee's Playhouse holiday special. It's like that blew my mind forever. Mm-hmm. It is one of the most incredible pieces of art that has ever graced the screen. And anybody who hasn't seen it needs to. It's wild. Yeah. yeah. And super gay. Super gay.
0: Huh. It, and your show has a lot of visual elements that that pull from, from Pee-wee's uh uh, whole thing, and, and, and uh, I didn't notice it until you said so. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, there's it's for oh, sure. Yeah. Paul in there.
5: Rubens is one of my favorite drag performers. I mean, Pee Wee <laughs> is, is a drag character, he's a male drag character, but it's that kind of like over the top high camp character work. And I, I love it.
1: He's a big melange of just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
4: performance. And see, he's a drag performer, but not necessarily a drag oh. queen. <laughs> <laughs> oh we'll my god, Brought it. It all
0: back. <laughs> Well, we've learned so much. I've um, learned so much. Yeah. Um,
1: well, Ex- I forgot to say po- politicization.
0: Politicization. Politicization. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. I'm there. Do you want to work we'll on it? we
0: post. We'll get it in post. Do you want to work on it while we take a break? Yes. Let's take a break. Let's take a break.
1: break. This is the part where Mike and Kyle take a break. So are we back yes we're back we're back <laughs> uh we're gonna do our Gaius and Stratus. we're
0: gonna do our Gaius and but first ben delacrem and jinx monsoon where can people find out about you your stuff your projects your lives tell us all the things
5: yeah, well, you can uh, follow me on all social media across platforms at ben Creme, Bendelacreme, B-E-N-D-E-L-A-C-R-E-M-E. Um, but you can find the Jinx and Dela holiday special uh, on Hulu, of course, within the U.S. Uh, and within the U.S. and outside of U.S. at jinxanddela.com. Jinx is spelled J-I-N-E kx because she likes to make it difficult for everybody and i
4: paid extra for the k and you have to use it (laughs) um
5: so if you go to jinxandala.com, you can both buy and rent uh the Jinxandala holiday special and that's available worldwide the soundtrack is available on uh, spotify itunes wherever you get your music and uh, you can also get a variety of festive and anti-festive Jinxandala merch at (laughs) jinxandala.com. Yeah. And we both
4: are on Cameo. Uh, thanks to the are pandemic, you? we yeah, we both um made made the swift tr- transition to being digital artists and that involves um sending you birthday messages on request at cameo.com.
1: That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> Something I didn't mention about the holiday special is it really like I mean, given your theater background and and what you've done in theater, like it felt like g- as much as I can go to the theater, like nowadays, so like I really appreciated that. I should also say that to uh, everyone should check it out.
0: All um, right, um, uh,
1: Gays and Stratus.
0: <laughs> oh, we're skipping our part. What's our part? Our website
1: is gayishpodcast. Oh, Gaius we have contact com. information. You can contact <laughs> us too. I think um, we are on lots of social media at Gayish Podcast. Our uh hotline, you can send us text
0: messages or leave us voicemails is five eight five five gayish. That's five eight five five four two nine four seven four standard rate supply.
1: Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com.
0: And our physical mailing address is post office box one nine eight eight two Seattle, Washington, nine eight one oh nine. Uh a couple of programming notes. We were on Best Gay Life, which came out oh, I was yesterday. Just skipping over all
2: yeah, of this. I know. Okay, great. It's
0: a good thing I have notes, Kyle. Um, <laughs> uh we were on best gay life which is a podcast uh out of the UK it came out yesterday i was really distracted by how attractive they were when we were talking well, to them um and then uh also everybody should are remember why you not saying that now
2: <laughs> <laughs> because it's about the
1: quality of the content not the physical Good save. appearance Good save. T-
2: <laughs> uh and
0: uh so we're we're having on uh, on december 31st we're doing our gayish new year's cock and eve UK edition uh (laughs) we will start at 3 p.m pacific time which is 11 p.m in the united kingdom so that we can count down to midnight with everybody and there will be a zoom happy hour slash after party directly after that look for details on our social media
1: yeah and uk if you don't show up then we will never do anything for you ever again that's right so go ahead and rsvp and show up because we'd love to talk to you and have you listen to us quietly (laughs) while we do it (laughs) that's what a podcast is
0: now it's time for our gayest straightest okay and we'll start with kyle because you were so ready i was
1: ready (laughs) yes okay okay Uh, mine are a little bit serious okay my straightest thing i will i i try not to use the same things over and over but i recently i'm working on painting my nails i I've just started doing it and I am really bad at it, even though I've been doing it for a little bit now. And i found uh, someone sent me this like tool. That's like a longer, like kind of, it's not the regular paint thing that comes in it. It's like a longer, almost like a paintbrush, but like for your nails, like specifically. And I tried using that. It was supposed to be easier. I, it was a mess. I, I looked like a toddler who had just finished finger painting. It didn't work. I, I did worse than I would have. So being shitty at painting my fingernails yeah. uh, you got more straightest you, thing
0: you got more on your toenails than <laughs> i got more on my couch <laughs> than uh
1: <laughs> the gayest thing is um i usually don't I, i'm tall and wide and usually don't have to like don't even think about being out late at night or like safety like i just don't have to think about that which i'm very fortunate about last night i was out at uh, like two a.m., walking my dog, and there was a car that pulled up, like and s- like slowed down beside me. Like it was like very creepy. And it, it's, you know, obviously I'm very fortunate to n- usually not have to worry about that. But like that, oh shit! Like, am I safe right now? Like mm-hmm. having that feeling felt like gay, gay fear yeah. uh, that that I, took over me. Am I presently being hate crimed? Or am I? Yeah, like <laughs> is this? Well, it's like one of those things. This could be nothing. This could be a random car. But then it's like but it could be something yeah Yeah. so that's my heavy well the gayest thing about me this week is for sure
0: watching the uh and Jinx (laughs) monsoon holiday christmas special because (laughs) oh right sorry
1: i changed mine to that yes
0: (laughs) late and and how and how distracting the naked guy was um from like you know like i definitely wanted to take a pause like Anyway, um, uh, and then <laughs> did you, what? You, no, 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 I didn't. Did I, you jerk I, I, it? I might. Did like, you jerk it to me? Well, yes, but that was afterwards. Um, okay, and then the straightest <laughs> thing about me this week, uh, was doing my own work in the guest bathroom here. Now that my roommate has moved out, I worked on some stuff, but I, I had to put new towel hanger things. So anytime I get out my power drill, I'm like, yeah, straight bro. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm impressed. Uh, um, yeah. Uh, let's see. Just because you're on the left, Ben Delacreme, you're gayest the straightest. Hit us.
5: Well, I feel like gayest is a little moot. I feel like it's like <laughs> that's the that's the the gayest is the baseline for everything. Um I mean, I guess the gayest thing I'm doing is uh uh is an in-home press junket for the drag movie that I <laughs> Um but uh I, but straightest is probably I mean my partner who I live with is definitely um makes me feel like I have a lot of much more heterosexual qualities than I realized I did because <laughs> I'm super type A about part of, about art making but I am like disgusting at home <laughs> and he's super type A about the house so it's like I really especially in quarantine um, get my attention brought back a lot to how many dishes I have not done or how I loaded the dishwasher wrong which I like mm. didn't even know was a thing <laughs> um, and like you know that sometimes there's like like a drop of pee in front of the toilet (laughs) i'm like i'm not good with attention to detail around the house that's that's (laughs) the point and if i were left to my own devices i would it would be like a little gray gardens around here probably (laughs) But, um, (laughs) but yeah no my partner has definitely uh has has definitely Show like, yes, that's that's it's come to my attention. Held a mirror in the last few months. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. General, general tidiness is definitely like a, like a, like a straight guy, not good at thing. Yeah. So, uh, Jinx Monson, how about you?
4: I'm going to give you a freebie, uh, uh because I'm going to give you the gayest, straightest, and queerest. Um, mm-hmm. because I, I, I decidedly identify as queer, being a gender non binary person mm-hmm. who, um, uh, my um, expression isn't limited to my gimotea gemotea are
5: you're politicized you're papidized pu- <laughs> joan gen- hey now that a
1: that, melange. that's a mélange of insults that i'm hearing about me
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, so i would say um, the gayest thing about me is the um, or especially this week is the way that um me and my partner uh address and talk to my cat, and the way that we <laughs> interact with my cat is very much like a gay couple who adopted mm-hmm. a baby, but the baby is a cat
2: <laughs> sure
4: and yeah. um I'd say the queerest thing about me in general is the underwear that I wear. Um, I wear high-waisted um, uh, bandless underwear. It's like very sheer, high-waisted underwear. So you can't see panty lines.
5: It's mm-hmm. <laughs> like in my what leggings. Midwestern moms wear to chaperone
4: prom. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and a big part of it is just that I don't like the band cutting in, into my like hips because I wear almost all my pants up at my like belly button my quote-unquote true waist Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in fashion terms and all my pants are just um black leggings so um and then the straightest thing about me always is um my obsession with video games and the way I play video games because I'll be playing Overwatch and someone will kill me and I'll be like, "God damn it!"
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: but <laughs> the question the most- is, are you always like a, a buxom a buxom female character? And in-
4: yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. my character's not buxom, but she is. Um, she's she's clearly a lesbian and she <laughs> she's styled after Bowie. Her name's Moira. Anyway, that's all. That's, it's making it. So out. my gay my straightest thing is actually still quite gay but <laughs> I love a twofer I
1: love when the gayest and straightest thing are the same thing and they're just a, a mixture and yeah you sounded like a twitch something when you were just screaming is that a thing that
2: <laughs> yeah, happens sure for
4: straight people yeah kids like twitches great cool
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, well that's it uh, Ben Delacreme and Jinx Mon- Monsoon, thank you for being with us today. We really appreciate it. Thank you, thank you for it was having us. And because it was a bit on your holiday special, Jinx Monsoon and Ben Delacreme, thank you for being on. What I reversed the names because they reverse the names.
1: Like- oh, oh, I get it. That was good.
0: <laughs> oh. It's fine. I'll be here drinking my wine all week. That was but-
1: fitting. <laughs> I would like to thank the <laughs> Gap Bridgers that support us. skander seeing the rest of the bunch. You said you would do this. Jerome York jerome york good key seller yeah <laughs> thank you <laughs> thank you so much dan I'll almost chime in there but i got it just in time thank you so much for everyone that supports us uh and thanks for
0: listening yeah, thanks for listening um from the scene Hazen studio i'm mike johnson
1: i'm kyle gets until next week be butch, be fabulous be you see you
0: next
2: week
1: will you tell me what long means after this yes <laughs> okay cool
2: okay.
0: Um so when we come back from the break uh we will uh immediately throw it to one of you or both of you to
2: plug whatever Plug everything. Oh, Dale can handle the plugging. <laughs> <laughs>